It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over the moon. What's going on, fellow Uplanders? Welcome to another exciting episode of the UPX Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. What's going on, my man? Helps if I unmute your microphone. But so you mute me? What the hell's wrong with you? On the intros, I mute just in case anybody is getting on and off their uh, on and off their mute or during the intro of the song so we don't have any bleed over. So anyway, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful December here in uh, Texas. Yeah, it's snowing here in Ohio on the Great Lakes of Lake Erie. I know, because I'm going back home. So I'm going home for the holidays here next week. And uh, my family was sending me pictures of the snow. And I said, if you guys use up all of the snow before I get there, I'm going to be pissed because there is not snow in Texas. And I miss it. And and if you do get snow, everybody freaks out. But, hey, the beer that I'm drinking tonight is uh, Rheingeist Truth. That's made there in Cincinnati. Rheingeist? Yeah. It's German. It is German. Brewed in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. That's a big, very popular. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to episode 29. If you're just tuning in, this is December 17th, the night that we're recording it. But episode 29, can you believe that? I mean, I can because you just told me. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Appreciate it. <laughs> we we are in the holiday season. Um, if people are listening to this uh, Friday on December 18th, uh, there's a huge event uh, going on, uh, Christmas Coast to Coast. We'll play the advertisement or promo for that. Yeah, it's the promo, not an advertisement. It's a promo. We'll play that later here <laughs> in the show. <laughs> I think we're both... Uh... We're both going to be on it. I'm going to be, as much as, as Left House will let me be, I want to be on it. It sounds super cool. I love the travel thing that they're doing. Um, the There's a, a after-hours poker game. I can't remember if I ended up uh, signing up for that. I had a spot, and then I can't remember. I had a conversation with Nisha in like a day ago, but I'm old and can't remember now. If I said I was going to do it or I said no. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going to jump on it. It's great. It starts after all the kids. Are you in the poker tournament? No, I'm not in the poker tournament. I'm highly upset about that. It's just, yeah, I I missed Mm. out on that. But, uh, yeah, the kids will be in bed, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can jump on. Uh, i got to ask Left House, which uh, wonderful Christmas suit he wants me to rock for it. So, um, Ooh, yeah, I'm excited. I'll have, like, a Santa hat. I'm not going to – I don't have anything that fancy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dizzy's. We got joined by Dizzy. Yeah, we got joined oh. by Dizzy tonight. Don't you unmute <laughs> yourself, Dizzy? You haven't paid enough to unmute yourself. <laughs> he hasn't paid enough. <laughs> he hasn't paid enough. <laughs> Dizzy, type in chat. Did you uh, did you get all the explorers today? And also, the the fandom wants to know how many exclusive explorers you currently have. We won't wait for him to answer. 
Let's just move on. <laughs> He's doing his thing there. So, anyway, if you do join this podcast and you found us randomly on your favorite podcast hosting uh, platform and you want to know what this podcast is about and what is the Upland Metaverse, we'll go to Recurrier tonight, uh, one of the favorite Uplanders on Upland Undercover and uh, Recurrier. If somebody found us, how would you sell Upland to somebody that doesn't know the game? To me, Upland is a cross-chain atomic NFT exchange built in a augmented reality 3D world with uh, added gamification features to uh, bring some more excitement to it. But at its base, at its core, it's a way to uh, be chain agnostic while exchanging NFTs. I feel like I don't know what Upland is anymore. Thank you. <laughs> Been playing for a year. I now have no idea what I'm playing. Uh, that no. was a super technical version of it. Yes, it is. That was pretty cool. Atomic exchange. Did you say atomic exchange? Yeah. So essentially. What, um, does that mean something specific in the NFT world? Because there's atomic hub, but that's like specific for wax. So in the crypto world, atomic swaps are cross-chain swaps. So you have an exchange or something that can do um, exchanging across different, all kinds of different um, uh, chains. So the way they're building the gateways. For I don't the know. I'm sorry. I will never get through this. I, we will have like we have to have like a separate section because like I have all kinds of questions for you, but it'll take like seven hours. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, mean, I want to know more about like DeFi and stuff like that. We should have a like a special uh, explain crypto and NFTs to gamers. Yeah, I mean it's it's super basic. I can bring in an nothing you said sounded basic at all. <laughs> the technical nothing. parts of it aren't, but at at the core of it, I can bring in an Ethereum NFT and a Wax NFT into Upland, and then people can swap those. Yeah, but you, you've already missed me. First of all, I don't know what half those words are. I can't even spell NFT. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you, yeah. So we'll have a anyway. joint nerd session. All right. All right. We'll, we'll have to nerd out sometime. Next week, we got to get Nietzsche in, so he can just uh, describe oh. what he just described as what is Upland, oh, and I want to hear Nietzsche and speak it. People to see Stop it. That's next week. Stop spoiling it. <laughs> how to leverage that evil to fake people into feeling happy for the benefit of overall evil. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with Nishan on this. Yes. It's kind of like um, for gamers, do you know the game Among Us where like most of the people are on the same team, but then there's secretly like people who backstab and betray each other? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like that, except that the person that betrays you is always Kent. That's really what it boils down to. I, I think we might have to do like a fundraiser to fly you and Kent somewhere, and you guys like square off in some sort of event. Does Kent know about this rivalry? No. No? Okay. Just no. you. No, it's it's completely. Kent's like, thank me who? Kent's just <laughs> off doing his own game. Oh yeah, killing it. By the way, he's killing it, so he can do do what he needs to do. He's a, he, him and Dizzy are just in like their own stratosphere. Like it's just like they're like, uh huh. Like there's a reason none of them have podcasts or blogs or anything. Like they ain't trying to impress him. But like, I'm just gonna go drop money and do my thing. Like 
I've got time for your nonsense. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll like the numbers here in a second too. Once we get there, uh, no, I don't like the numbers anymore at all. You're a sore loser, I think sometimes. A hundred percent. Please tell me it hasn't taken you 29 podcasts to figure out I am a very sore loser. Oh, no, not at all. I'm just stating it now. I'm a sore winner for that matter. Like, you're not winning or Like, win, lose, tie. I'm pissed. Like, that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we do have the disclaimer, too, that uh, the thoughts and opinions spoke on this show are those of myself. Thank me later. T. Davis, and any other guests that we do have on the podcast, uh, we're not endorsed or supported by Upland Me. Uh, we are, all three of us are UCN members of the Upland community, but yes. And if we do offend, that is never our intention. We are here with some PG-13 potty humor, and we're here to tell you about what's going on in Upland and strategies that you can think about on upcoming events, future development, and speculation of the future and how you can evaluate your properties. And as this game evolves, so will this podcast, and sometimes it will degress also. <laughs> Devolve. We devolve a lot. We do. It's we, true. We we do, we do, we do, we do. And uh, yes, but once again, we have exciting numbers, and I still haven't done the poll. I'm so slacking, but yes, the weekly numbers provided by dailyuplander.com it is also very exciting before we do get into the dailyuplander.com i did just want to, it's been a while since we covered uh who's listening to us out there uh over the last two weeks um the top countries that listen to us the united states germany united kingdom canada netherlands australia belgium singapore costa rica sweden Japan, France, Spain, Australia, and Peru. So that, that kind of mixes it up over the time. But the number one city over the last two weeks listening to us is Berlin, Germany. Congratulations. Hmm. And then Calgary comes in at number two and Braden. And it's probably all that angry vibes. I feel like <laughs> the Germans appreciate the angry vibe more than some of the other countries. Just listen to their language. You know what I'm saying? I don't speak any German, but man, I dated a German girl one time. <sighs> it is fierce. <laughs> and I can see that uh, on these numbers, I can see Dizzy was catching up on some podcasts because his city was popping. Dizzy, you binge listening? I like it. <laughs> yeah, to catch up. Uh, most of our listeners do listen to us on their phone. Uh, 291 listened to us on the phone in the last week. So it's interesting. Yeah. One person listens to us on their Apple watch. So I do appreciate that. No. Yeah. There's not somebody listening on their app. Yeah. Who, who is inspector gadget out there listening on their damn (laughs) Apple watch? You know what? We got two listens on an Apple watch, two listens on an Apple watch over the last two weeks. If you have a way to prove to me that you are the person, not that you're listening to it now, but you previously have listened to this podcast on your Apple Watch, if you have some way to prove that to me, I will give you 20,000 Upex because that is super cool and you are a nerd and deserve it. So yeah. if you are Apple Watch listener and you have a way to definitively prove you are the Apple Watch listener, then ping me on uh, Discord. I'm just sad because there were three episodes released in the last two weeks and they only listened to two. 
it's gone down to 10k now. Now you're only at 10,000 <laughs> outbacks. Go listen to that last episode, and maybe we can think about adjusting it. And then the other the other interesting thing is we had two listens on an Amazon Alexa also. <gasps> what? Yeah. I can tell I can't say the A word in my house because every there's like one in every room. You know you can change uh, her name, right? I know, and I do. She's actually got a name, different names elsewhere because my voice is so loud. Like if I say it, it'll activate all of them. Um, anyway, I can be like, yo, A, play the UpX podcast, and it'll do that. Nice. No, I, that was a question, not a statement. <laughs> oh, I haven't tried it yet. I, I I don't know if it's been uploaded to Amazon Music. That's something we'd have to ask I don't uh, Mars like, Utah. The name. It's okay. You, you can only select like uh, computer and Alexa and Amazon, and uh, maybe one other thing. Maybe like She Devil or something. I don't remember. Uh, it's not. You can't just like pick any name though. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, those move. are fun numbers. Moving on. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Apple Watch, and it actually shows people listening on Alexa. So, Super uh, cool. If, now we're going on to uh, DapRadar.com. Under there, we're looking at the games over the last uh, 24 hours. Uh, Splinterlands is number one at 6.12K. Upland is coming in at number two at 4.12K. Kind of down. You know, we did break uh, the 5K user uh, 24-hour a couple weeks ago. But that's okay. It's holiday time. uh, I don't like the 24-hour. I don't don't think it's a valid. I think it's nonsense. I don't either. I I think right here, you know, we're looking at a week. yeah. Because some people won't log in every day and be active. And we're just checking this on Thursday nights. Plus, you have to make a blockchain transaction. That too. Like, so if you don't make a blockchain transaction now, it's curious because like if somebody buys my property, that counts as a blockchain transaction for them. Now, if I log in and I just click okay in the message, it doesn't verify me. So that doesn't count like on, on hub on like uh, atomic hub and stuff. Everything you do has to be like tracked, but like in that little message area, I just click. Okay. I don't think that that counts as a transaction. So no, anyway. because if you got the two way authentication on, you got to get the code for it to count as a transaction. Yeah. So that's interesting. So even if I made sales every day, logged in, clicked okay, unless I travel, unless I visit or collect my own UPEX, um, then I won't count, which is interesting. Did you see people have a new theory that they, they just want to go in and buy up your properties, hoping you have uncollected uh, visitor fees there? Oh yeah, I don't. I don't collect. I collect my visitor fees like once a month or something. Like, um, yeah, please. Except like ninety percent. I mean, I'll share it with the the listeners here because every time I post on in like the channel, I have like four hundred thousand. You're not going to hit the lottery by buying some janky property. She makes a dollar a month. Like, that's not going to happen. It's like five of my properties make up 90% of that. So <laughs> like, unless you're, unless you're buying my museums or my financial district, you know, then you're not, you're not getting it or maybe an airport airports make pretty good money too. Yeah. So seven day average 
Upland is number one at 10.18K, followed up by Axi Infinity at 8.44. So that looks pretty good there. And uh, they're they're trickling down. Yeah, thirty day average. We are making our climb up against these uh, weird weird games on the blockchain. Man, they're hanging on though. They are. And even Axe Infinity's thirty day is looking pretty strong. It is. And uh, Upland thirty day is uh, we're sitting number five at twelve point seven nine k. So thirty days looking good, and uh, it continues to grow. So exciting news there. And on to the numbers. You can see those numbers nice and clear. Can you thank me later? Uh, I'm still on DAP radar. You're still on DAP radar. All right, just making sure. Is that DAP spelled the same way? Is that stupid dance move that kids do? DAP. Is it spelled the same? I don't know. I don't spell... Oh, it's called dab. I'm being informed by people that don't actually do this, but I'm guessing are all parents of kids that I'm praying. It's because you're parents of kids that know this nonsense. I'm being informed that that is dab, not dap. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. So Whatever, Kent. Yeah, I, I figured you'd like this one. So um, overall, yeah, that it's because I cashed out. Two and a half grand on my PayPal. That's why I went down. So Dizzy's still number one at uh seventy-three um million up X. Yeah, Wait. but that dude's got a gambling problem. <laughs> you you call this a gambling Confirmed. problem? No, I mean just in general. I mean, obviously he's got more than one problem, but I mean dropping si- I'd be curious. I mean, it's got to be 60. And I'm not going to make him. I won't put him on the spot here to discuss numbers. Although I am waiting to see the, that's the dizzy dab. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> no. Um, I'm still waiting to see. Did he give us his number of exclusive explorers? I, I don't think so. Cause he was coming in and out trying to get a good setup going on. Uh, but yeah, that's a, uh, that's about up. Uh, two million upex over the last week. Noise to me just holding steady. Actually, he lost some net worth this week. Uh, Kent overtook you for uh, third place. Came in at thirty-seven million. Yeah, that was a cash out, and um, I also lost. So it was, I did the cash out plus paying for those. Which actually, I got to talk to the Upland team about because I'm kind of pissed. Um, when I won that art this week. I got to try out this new feature where you go into the settings and uh, you burn up X, which is super fun. Um, So I got, yeah, you can go, I I don't, I don't think it's locked, unlocked for everybody, but in the, in the settings you can go uh, like burn up X. And so I had to record myself burning 1.25 million up X to get my art um, explorers and NFTs. Um, So that was also, uh, net worth just gone, um, which is kind of lame. I uh, talked to him about that. Huh. Yeah. And we have uh, we have no real big uh, big jumps on the net worth this week, but we do have two new new players on the top one hundred net worth. My crypto fan comes in at position number eighty nine with a five point five point three million upex, and. Uh, 
Coming in at number 100, Intuition at 4.6. Intuition. So congratulations there. And then uh, overall for the for the week since last week, we had three new directors this week. Or I mean, three new executives this week. Three new executives. That's big money. Yeah. Why Why has T. Davis got an honorable mention here? Oh, because of his shenanigans, don't you know? <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious or not. Oh, you are an exec. That's why isn't your name on the list, buddy? No, I think you went like below and then up or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's some he's some shenanigans. Yeah. So KCBC, yeah. he's been making some moves. He's the new executive. Oliver and Tobias. Tobias is uh, one of the neighborhood champions. So congratulations there. Oh, that's right, eh? Yeah. Sleeper cell. Yeah, and uh, we had. Eight- he's not going to win. <laughs> You're always so positive. <laughs> We, I mean, sorry, we're not supposed to be honest on the show. You can be honest, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Tobias. Much love. Which I don't even remember. Is it Telegraph Hill? Which Which one's his area? Telegraph Hill. Yeah, Telegraph Hill is super cool. No chance. And uh, we did have eight new directors this week. My crypto fan, Mishan, Digi Gold, Carabella. Inept, Blep, Marmass, WizKid147. Man, he did, did that in one transaction. We'll talk one. about that a little today. <laughs> and Developer. Um, I, you know what? I cannot believe that they do not have better name control. Like, like come on. How are you going to let somebody pick Developer? That I should mean, be a locked name. Like, There's some names that I just go, that it's, it should not. There should have been protocols in place but whatever yeah like dirk like right there was uh the dirk i'm like luth is that how you say his last name like yeah. one of the founders like somebody made his name in the game it was like um no they should have restrictions on some of that stuff exactly we, yeah we do have uh 43 overall executives in the game and 297 directors Numbers always climbing week by week, and game is always growing. Overall properties, we did have five new players this week. Crack the hundred plus property list. Uh, TM added about uh, hundred and fifty properties this week. Uh, Dizzy stayed the same. Eric P. Mountain is still on his slow grind. Added about a hundred and thirty properties himself. Going down the list, you don't have any uh, real big movers or big jumpers this week. Couple plus and minuses. We did have uh, two people j- crack the top two hundred. I mean, top one hundred zero three G at one eighty six. He was just outside the top one hundred last week. And uh, Seb one eight seven eight one at one hundred and eighty five properties for ninety eighth place. And I don't see them anywhere close from last week's list. And to crack the top 100, you need 181 properties now. Do you remember when that used to be sub-100 numbers? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it wasn't that long ago either. But uh, between New York and Fresno, I mean, that's not surprising. Yeah. 
And uh, we do have the breakdowns by city right now. We always save the best stuff for uh, T. Davis in the New York Minute. Uh, overall properties in San Francisco. We have one new player that came in with 100-plus properties in San Francisco this week. TM still leads the way at 2099 Come on, man. Just buy a property. Get to 2300 Make it easier to say. 2100 you mean? Yeah, uh, math. Bad. <laughs> it was one. It was, <laughs> your math you failed out was plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hey, thanks for uh, increasing the PG-13 rating, cursing me. Oh, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> that was it. No one heard that. No one heard that. I heard that. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on here. So, rolling down the list in San Francisco. Uh, no real big movers or shakers this week. Uh, Woot McLake. Came in at 117 properties at number 99 to crack the top 100 in San Francisco. You need 117 properties, and BDAG is number 100. Nice. He was number 100 last week, too, and he picked up four properties. It's going to be interesting. Once um, once San Francisco sells out and these lists start to solidify, like it's going to be really interesting to watch, um, you know, just like keeping an eye out for, for big moves at that point. Because eventually these will start to solidify where you're just not going to see a ton of movement because there's not going to be available properties. So like big moves are going to be player-to-player moves. So you're going to see people – be completely you know go down and up drastically it's gonna be interesting yeah properties in fresno eric p martin still leaving leading the way at 2051 tm at 1890 and jiggo player at 763 um that's pretty cool kcbc jumped 14 spots this week up to 25 with 142 fresno properties monte mania is new to the list Number 36 at 113 properties. Oops. That's me. The fuck did nice. I just do? Would you get rid of that zoom? <laughs> what is wrong? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to do a couple things here. Seb 18781. It jumped 35 spots. Number 53 with 89 properties. And uh, Spacey Mage 88. Jump 17 spots. And Lin YB is new at 85 with 70. Macy 6981. And Pharaoh 57. New to the list. 94, 95 with 63 properties. So Fresno's doing well. So, well, I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, they're fairly cheap. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know if I'm surprised at like the minimum to be top hundred in Fresno is only 60. Like how long until that's a hundred? Or do you think that it's a situation where, I mean, it's a starter city, right? You're not really, I mean, I don't know because people view it differently, but like, I don't see it being a city you're supposed to own a hundred properties in yeah necessarily right it's like hey buy a couple properties in uh fresno and then uh you know go from there and i mean one of uh one of my referrals this week so there was a referral competition 
uh, this week to pitch for the champion of the 10th neighborhood for the neighborhood wars. And, you know, I started out wanting to rep Alamo Square, and then Kenny was the neighborhood champion. He has the most properties in Alamo Square. But then all of a sudden, Kenny got ghost on us, just like straight crickets, like, what's going on here? So then it was like scramble for plan B, and you and I were talking. I got that big spot over there in Ocean View, that big park. So you're like, well, I'm going to get three. I'm going to get three. We'll both try and pitch Ocean View, and one of us will get it. And uh, so we're sitting there, and the the minutes are counting down. That you have three days to get three referrals, and you can make a pitch. And yeah. <laughs> and you're like, we're messaging back and forth to where our referrals are at, and it's getting closer and closer. We're getting down to an hour. And uh, one of my people signed up but didn't use the link. And I'm like, come on, bro. You're, you're smarter than that. So then I had to go find a fourth person to come and join for me to get to get my three. Now, that person that did not use the link, he's like, oh, man. He goes, now that I downloaded the app, I'm just like straight up addicted to this game. I, and I can't believe how cheap the pre- Fresno properties are. I'm like, it's Fresno, bro. <laughs> but I, yeah. I'm like, it, it's a great starter. I, and I'm not trying to downplay Fresno. Fresno is a great starter city. It's a great way to start like learning if you don't have the funds to compete in the bigger cities it's a great starter spot to to buy a bunch of properties work on your collections and you're not having the crazy markups that you have in san francisco and we should well we should talk about this a little bit later here because the new york city collections are going to be released here and that that's going to be interesting where where are they going to compare when how soon yeah they're going to release one a day over the next three days, they're going to release the first three, uh, the first three collections in New York City. So, just I mean, anyone who knows me knows that currently I'm the only thirty of thirty collection holder in the game. Meaning, I've collected every, I've managed to get every single collection bonus so far that's been introduced. So, know that if you have the collection tomorrow, like first one to come make a deal with me gets a deal like so it's it's a first come first serve basis because i'll find it like i have there's enough people but know that if you're listening or uh you know you're on this call here if you have that collection just know come make a deal with me i'll make it worth your while but i only need it once i only need one person to hook it up so Yeah, I'm excited for that. Although I'm pissed because I literally I got on a plane. I should have I should have asked, and the, and then somebody's like, "Hey, are these all sold out collections?" And then I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Because I was like, all right, I'm finally I have a reason to be in New York." I'm gonna, I literally got on a plane. I didn't even leave the JFK terminal. Just got back on a plane and came back because if they're already all sold out, there's no reason to be there. <laughs> uh. If you don't, if you don't join us for the pre-show and uh, the live podcast, and, and just watch the chat roll by, it's a very great time and very entertaining. We do appreciate everybody that joins us each and every week. Um, last number here before we move on is Up Square overall. Uh, TM still in the lead. Thank you later and uh, Z Hidalgo. Uh, Kaiser Twelve breaks the top fifteen at number thirteen with uh, eight hundred and 
89, pretty just call it 90,000 up squares. And uh, Lando Lakes comes in at number 15 at 87, 87. And I am no longer in the top 15. Bye. No one feels bad for you. Moving on. Thanks. <laughs> Says a sore loser. That's <laughs> been that's been your week. <laughs> it, it, it has been my week. So, continuing with the numbers. Oh, look at that! You know what time it is? It's time for the New York Minute live from Little Italy. We have T. Davis. How you doing tonight, T? I think he's still watching sports reels. All right. Well, <laughs> that, that was uh, a new. Uh, that, that's sorry. the first fail. Hold on. Hey, sorry about that. Oh, man. I was so. <laughs> I was going to get out of it. I, uh, hey, here we are. Nothing, nothing went wrong. We're good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, I actually was just getting ready to type to you that I have quite a bit, so I might talk at a, a little bit of an accelerated speed tonight because I have a lot to get through. Um, so let me just dive right in with it with my fun fact for the week. So it was getting close to Christmas, and one of the uh, hallmarks of New York City Christmas is the Rockefeller Center uh, Christmas tree. It's like 72 feet tall. It's enormous, um, and it's a – um, must see if you're in the area um, in the month of December for Christmas. Um, and the fun fact about it is what happens to that tree after Christmas. And uh, they take repurposing and recycling to completely new levels by taking the tree to get milled into lumber. And then that lumber is then donated to Habitat for Humanity to build houses and if you guys know what Habitat for Humanity is, it's it's a pretty awesome thing. And uh, each piece of wood is stamped Rockefeller Center tree and the uh, the date and time from where it came from, which would be, you know, Christmas Rockefeller tree that year or whatever. So that is uh, that is pretty epic as far as. Um, that's you know, an awesome re- fun fact. And yeah, that, that's pretty cool. That. Wait, did you see that you have a fan club in, I mean, Brian, Brian immediately started typing, but Dizzy has taken it to the next level. Do you see that? You know, this isn't a WWE match. He, he made his own sign <laughs> and printed it. You got a nice I, fan club. Yeah, you got to look at, look at Dizzy is geeking out over t davis that's pretty cool man hey (laughs) all right hey that's awesome that's That's awesome thank you thank you i I mean no one prints out our logos on (laughs) no damn i feel Uh, so (laughs) sad now yeah no but that's an awesome fun fact and habitat for humanity is awesome in itself because you know the people that are getting the houses put in the work on the house and then that's a great story to tell first off you know you helped build this house by your hands and then you had a bunch of volunteers help you and then to say that you have the rockefeller center christmas tree wood in your house yeah man dude how do you not just sell that for profit immediately be like that is gold. Be like, look at this. This is lumber from the rocket trailer feller tree. Like sold. I'd buy that for some upex. 
Yeah, man. If uh, I know Too Stupid knows this, um, but uh, Warwick Dunn, if you guys know who that is, um, football player, Florida State. I was a big fan of growing up. He, if I'm not mistaken, donated Deshaun Watson's house that he grew up in as a kid. So there's just an additional sports fun fact uh, in regards to Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, Deshaun so, Watson, or not Deshaun Watson, but um, man, you just <laughs> said the name. Warwick Dunn. Warwick Dunn, that's right. He was a running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he yeah, was dude. very huge in uh, in community service and Habitat yeah, for Humanity and giving amazing, people houses. Awesome, awesome professional athlete right there. Yeah, man. All right, so the numbers. Uh, so at the number one, we all know who that is, Dizzy. He didn't move in quantity very much. He only went up five properties from 2754 to 2759. But let me just explain to you what buying five properties for Dizzy looks like. Um, he bought the Nelson Tower in the Garment District, the Architects and Designers Building in Midtown East, the Bloomberg Tower, also in Midtown East, the Inner Church Center, which is in Morningside Heights, and 101 Park Ave, which t- totaled 1.2 million upics that he dropped on those five properties, which that's just mind-boggling that that's what his five property purchase looks like. So, um, yeah, dude, shout out, shout out to Dizzy for maintaining maintaining his significant lead over TM, who's at 330 properties. Um, Atomic Pop is still in at three. Hey T, sorry to cut you off, but are you able to share the screen so you can uh, share share your screen with everybody on the data you're looking at? Yeah, you know what? Because I'm going to be moving to a screen share a little later. So let me go ahead and do that now. All right, boom. There we go. Uh, top 10 rounds out with uh, Hodler, Sunstar, MGs moved up two spots to number six. Oliver, Jigo player, Brett Gerber, and my man, Green Turtle, is in there at 10, and I love it. So. Green Turtle, top 10, big fan of Green Turtle, and his ascent to the New York City property owners, top 10 list. Um, We got 27 new property owners in New York over the last week. So we went from 588 to 615. Um, We have a few new entrants to the list. Uh, Look at 03G, though. Shout out to them for moving up 11 spots into the number 50 spot. Um, Mr. Crypto Fan, who I shouted out on the last podcast for his awesome posts in the Discord New York Flux channel, is coming in at number 88 with 34 New York properties. And AdRock is our other new top 100 uh, property owner with 29. Um All right, so moving on, I want to touch on collections a little bit, and I know this is going to be probably a a pretty long segment. And then after that, I have some announcements from the initiatives and then specifically uh, the Upland LI team as something that we're going to show you guys what we've been working on for the last week. But uh, let's start with collections. So what we know about them is there'll be three of them released tomorrow. The first coming at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, 
and I think the last one dropping during Left House and uh, Mars's Christmas thing, I believe it'll be 7 p.m. my time, which, by the way, uh, shout out to those guys and thank you for inviting me on. I will actually be on uh, live with them at 7.30. So if by chance Little Italy gets announced at 7 o'clock, I might be completely freaked out and not even be able to do my live segment at 7.30. But that's what we know. We're getting three tomorrow. Um, we know that they are in sold out. They're, the collections are sold out, right? So the things that they're not going to be tomorrow, it's not going to be Broadway because there are still Broadway properties to be minted. Uh, Fifth Avenue also will likely not be because there are still unminted on Fifth Avenue. Um, I think that Wall Street has to be, I mean, it just has to be, how could it not Right. And the please, because, district, uh, yeah, Wall Street was nice and uh, the financial district better be one, too. So as far as neighborhoods are concerned, here's what we have sold out. And we know that could potentially be on the list. It's the financial district, Little Italy, the theater district and Sugar Hill are are the most likely out of all of them. Stoytown is technically sold out. It only has three properties, but. All three of them are owned, and Tudor City and Koreatown are the two others. Koreatown has 45, and Tudor City has 25. I don't foresee them being a collection strictly for that reason. I don't think that they would be because they would have to be like a two-property collection, and I don't see that being the case for for Tudor City or Koreatown. No, not big enough. Isn't the Diamond District – I mean, Diamond District – District could be a very exclusive. It's just one street, and it's all those diamond shops, and that's all bought up too. So that's an interesting yeah. wild card. That could be a high yield, uh, yeah, collection. Do you, so, do you have other major streets? I mean, those are some based off what you just said. Like a theater district to me sounds promising for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I think theater district definitely. Um, has has the potential. I, I honestly, I think it's going to be as. And there's so many museums across there too. So could yeah, they could is. they pop the museums quickly? Yeah, so, but again, I think there's not going to be duplicates. I don't think they do museums. Yeah, I don't think so. So here's what I know: uh, between the last oh, over the last two weeks, we had a financial district sell out, and Dizzy bought one police plaza, uh, probably like. I think uh, four or five days before the financial district sold out. So maybe because they saw these two collections go from still mintable to sold out, maybe that changed and they decided to go ahead and release police stations and financial district. That's my speculative guess on it is that's what it's going to be. And if you want to put on your tinfoil hat, you can say that we knew that they made New York collections before Fresno was, I think probably even a thought, right? And so maybe they did fire stations in Fresno because they knew they already had police stations in New York. Um, yeah. I think NYPD seems like a no brainer. Um I don't think it'll be released. I don't think they're sold out. Do we? Well, so sold out? yeah. So if you look at 14 beach, 14 beach street, 
it has we all know the labels aren't super super important but 14th beach street i think it's crypto toad who owns it has that police station label on it as do if i'm not mistaken all of the ones in fresno they are also labeled as what you know what they are as fire stations and um yeah those all of those were, were gone. All of the fire stations in New York and all of the police stations that were labeled were gone like almost immediately. If you didn't get them in that initial run, that there's no way that they're still sitting there unminted. And I know this because I looked way back when that was open. So maybe there's some that are not labeled and are part of the collection. I guess that's certainly possible. But I, again, I don't think so. I think people have done their research as far as what they want to mint in New York. And I would imagine that those are high on for every city, just police stations, fire stations, um, hospitals, churches, things like that. People look for those and, and then they go and mint them. So that, that's, that's my guess. We'll see if it, we'll find out tomorrow. Um, so it's interesting. Cause like, okay, so I'm on uh, UpX world and I'm looking at uh, the theater district and I see there's like only maybe uh, 24 properties for sale. And the cheapest is at uh, like 68,000, which is a 5X already. So, I mean, the prices here, there's one for 159 that's like 2.5X. But I mean, th- these are crazy ludicrous crisp prices. Atomic Pop owns a ton and has a ton of. Now, do you think that these are speculation and going to hold or like, do you see anybody coming in and actually paying the, like if, if it pops and it's theater district and you need three, do you see the three cheapest being just snatched up? Just, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Cause there, there are some people out there uh, recently that are just dropping crazy amounts of upics and, and feeding in. And yeah, I think we'll see, at least six of those get sold. It depends, I guess, on how many are in the collection. I'm guessing three. So I would, that yeah, would be my bet. That, yeah, that at least two of them are get sold by somebody who just has to have them. So now the question is, is that a smart buy? So if we know what the multiplier is which i guess we would right that's part of releasing the collection also telling you what the multiplier is and yeah let's say it's uh 1.6 i think theater district would be like a 1.6 to 1.8 it's not i don't think it's going to be i mean maybe it's red maybe it's 2x let's say it's 2x let's give it best case scenario um what you know is because i go that's to me like I don't have any properties in the theater district, but I don't see them being worth this. So, well, so even, got even, even in a collection, a 450 base price for the, for that neighborhood, um, that would give it the equivalent of what in San Francisco. Let me look to see. I don't know. That's a great question. Um, but you know what yeah, you're forgetting there. Thank me later. Do what? You know what you're forgetting there? What? It's New York. It's not about because I mean New York, your base prices are higher. But right. That doesn't right, right. like that doesn't equate to markup because honestly, if there was like if there was any that were under two X right now, 
I would buy them at a sheer speculation. Like, I mean, I see one that's at like bloodless has one for 350,000. So like, and that's a 2.5 X. I mean, the base price on that is 140,000. Um, okay. Well, well, for example, like financial district, I think we've all, agree, we can likely all agree that it's going to be a collection. And right now the lowest that you can get in there is 70,000 upix uh, for the cheapest property, which is, Let's see. Is but I don't this, know. Was we that, all agree that it's going to be fifty-two eighty out of twenty-five collections. I don't know. I find Maybe. it hard, hard to believe. But so this is what you all is the the cheapest and the lowest markup, and the lowest markup right now on the financial district is thirteen hundred percent. So yeah, but like that's what I'm saying is like here. Here's what you're all forgetting right here, right here. This is all what you're forgetting what are we right forgetting? here. Yeah. We're done. That's what you're forgetting right there. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh. That's uh, right. <laughs> I just think it's interesting because, I mean, at those kind of markets, like look at even because uh, financial district in San Francisco doesn't have that kind of markup when you, cause as soon as you get higher up, it's harder to get those higher markups. Um, you know, places like Hyatt Ashbury are kind of unique anomalies where they started out super cheap. So it doesn't feel as bad because at a certain point you're not worried about your UPEX interest. But if right. you start, if you start paying 350, 400,000 for properties, like that UPEX interest is significant. Um, and so losing out on that, I just, I just think it's interesting to see, like you'd be better off financially looking at, you know, some San Francisco collections if you're going to pay that kind of markup, because first of all, and then the other things is like property development is still probably a year away for New York, like, and your business development and all that. So you're going to sit on a property that isn't going to have much growth potential outside of the initial shock value of holy shit. It's a, it's a New York collection. I have to have it. Um, I think that's all you need. Uh, we'll see. I think that's all that you're going to need with this. You have a lot of players that have joined in the last six months that missed out on significant San Francisco collections because they just weren't around for that, right? And the markups have skyrocketed on on a lot of those. And now you have this opportunity for a globally recognized city. Not that San Francisco isn't, but, you know, like – too stupid always says it's it's new york and i think you're gonna have a lot of fomo over missing out on being able to get those collections like right now and in a year's time have them see the same appreciation that we've seen in san francisco and i, I you know I, yeah i guess I my point is that they're at a higher markup already than san francisco so i don't get it like I feel like I'm missing fair. something like that's fair. No, you're, you're right. That's fair. Cause we see that even with Fresno, to be honest with you, some of the properties there are ridiculously marked up from their mint prices. So, but yeah, it's, I, it, it's I, Manhattan. I, yeah. It's Manhattan. It's the financial district. It's the epicenter of the business world. 
Yeah, that plays a significant role. I mean, As Wall you, Street, okay. sure. You got you Wall got your Street new command that. You got your gamers. You have your crypto people, but then you're going to have your business people come in, and that's where they're going to gravitate because it, it's still being sold as a virtual property game, even though it's a metaverse, and even though it's more than a game, it, it's still virtual property, and you have the. No, I'm looking at it strictly from game theory. I'm not, I mean, again, like I go, okay, I want to optimize, you know, if my goal is to make as much UPEX as humanly possible, whether it's UPEX or dollars, whatever, my, that's how you win. You, you get more UPEX, you, you're winning. I go the value like 10 X, very few collections in San Francisco are 10 X. Like, again, like you could go get financial district for way less than 10 X. Like I can guarantee you could find it for 30, 40% markup so, because they're million dollar properties. Right. So there's a built in multiplier though. Like you got to remember that with the San Francisco financial district. So even though the base price is the same as New York, they, they sell for that amount. So if you were to calculate the, the mint price based off of, uh, the base price and the UP2 size, there's an added multiplier in there. And I feel like that's what people are trying to calculate into their sale prices in New York, assuming that it's going to produce the same wildly high dividends. But it won't, it won't. But we don't know that yet. No, we do. (laughs) No, we do. Once you mint it, once you mint it, the, okay. So maybe, maybe that's You're right. That's fair. Maybe that's the that's the piece I'm missing. The financial district, your earnings, say it's a hundred upex a month, isn't going to be a thousand upex a month when they announce that it's financial district. Like that's not how it works. Because go look at San Francisco uh, uh, financial district. There's ones that were in there before the multiplier. Now. And they are crap. And if you get tricked into buying them, they are the ones that get moved the most because they're janky. Uh, I didn't know that. That's I didn't know that. That's yeah. And so to... there's like five properties that all have their base price significantly lower and they try and sell them at sin for, and like new people buy in and then immediately regret it. Cause they're like, wait, why are my dividends one tenth? of everybody around me. Oh, because you bought it before it was a collection, which means any sold out neighborhood, that's it. That's all you get. Now these other neighborhoods, which could be interesting is when they announce it, the value, the the actual mint price could be five X from the minting price, which means your earnings is five X because that's, so that's why I go, I don't understand. Like people aren't doing math. <laughs> like you're not, even if it's a three X multiplier collection, if you pay, 20x what it was originally valued you're never making your money back on that like unless it's some crazy ass iconic like no well in game yes with dividends i think that there and i hear you every everything you said and i'm glad that you uh taught me something with the san francisco financial districts because i did not know that but um i think that with you're right with dividends absolutely but that's not going to be the only determinant of value no, so, and again, your property development and all of that, but that's the, you're lagging, you're lagging behind there. So the the ten x uh, request, I just go, I feel like I'm missing something. I think everyone said it just so that way no one buys it. 
Um, I think you'll get some nibbles. I think there'll be a pop where like the bottom, if you're, you know, honestly, they're saying, take your properties down. I say speculate. I say, if you own one of those properties, try and be in the top in the bottom six cheapest in your area. That is like an insane markup and uh, hope that you get some bites because that's not a realistic price. It'll pop. And within a week, people who bought that are going to be sorely regretting it because you're not earning interest. Like unless it's a yellow collection, like there's enough other collection tokens to get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm scared that people are going to like, they're not thinking rationally. Like I'm looking at the, I didn't realize how, how jacked these numbers were until I started looking at like theater district where like, there's not a reasonable markup, which could indicate that people are not, haven't put up their New York properties yet. They have bought them and they're holding and they're waiting to see if they're a collection. And then they'll try and get to two or three X, which, okay, that seems reasonable, but all this 10 X talk. No. And if you buy a property at 10 X over the next three days, what about green turtles property in New York? You're going to have more sales like that again. Yeah. You could get lucky. Um, and you could have a scammer who has filtered a million upbacks in here need to get out. Yep. You could, that could happen. Um, that's a good point too. <laughs> like that dude went to jail. Like, like that's not the standard sale. I'm talking, I'm talking our average listener here of like, Hey, you're hearing all this type about these properties. Should you be first in line? Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be sitting on the New York and I'm going to be sitting on, you know, Upex world. And as soon as they announce it, what's the cheapest and see, you know, what's there and, and be fighting everybody else. But like, I'm curiously five X I'm not paying five X for a single one right now. That's you, but other people will. But what I'm saying is, should they well, like, people listen to this? Like, okay. Hey, we're the property experts. If you were going to pay 5x for a property, would you do it in San Francisco? Let's say it's all all things equal. Let's say it's the same base price, the same collection level and bonus, and uh, the same markup, 5x. Would you buy the identical collection in San Francisco or New York? New York. Yeah, New York, hands down. Oh, my God. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> what? And Dizzy's yeah, with us. Uh, why would I pick San Francisco? Why, what because would be you're going to get property development way before. Your opportunity to develop that as the Genesis I, City is significantly you're, higher. But you're right, you're, you're, you're from a gamer the perspective. Of it being the Genesis City, and you're going to get all the negativity, all the bad stuff that happens there, too, that might not be fixable. And so you got to factor that in also you're going to get all of the stuff first and you're going to get all of all of the like really bad things happen first like you know that, land, that's going like, to be the, the interesting the perfect example like just look what happened with that i mean that that will be the interesting thing with upland itself because everything's going to start in san francisco so the gamers you're, you're going to have the gamers wanting the san francisco properties you're going to have the people flocking to New York because of the hype. You're going to have the worldwide people flocking to New York because it's New York City. It's virtual property. You're going to have all this cool stuff. And Nichiren is always Nichiren is always um, always talking about getting these big companies in there. These big companies might come in and be like, 
I want my real real property in the real world and they could buy you out for a substantial amount of money and who knows right. what they're going to bring to the game it, the, the potential yeah, is dude. amazing so i, I understand like 10 grand right? I, I understand thank me later with san francisco but yet you also have to look at the masses and the attraction of new york city and, and the and what it means to the rest of the world and the rest of the United States there. And uh, from a gaming perspective, yes, San Francisco is the original, the Genesis. You need to be there. You're going to want these collections and, and all that, but yet you're going to have your larger markups, I think in Manhattan because it's New York and it has that to the, it, it, it just depends on what type of player you are really and, and what you're going for. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting Everything you're saying, I feel like gets New York gets diluted more per new city versus San Francisco. Like your the the people that you're talking about, the interest that you're talking about, to me, has it gets diluted more per new city. So Hong Kong opens up, LA opens up, London opens up, Paris opens up. Like there's a ton of world renowned Sydney, Melbourne, Singapore, you know, Tokyo, like Think of all the places that have iconic buildings. Bangkok. Are, yeah. Well, <laughs> I got a place I need to buy there. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, sweet times. Anyway, sorry. Distracted. All right. So, like, uh, but my point is, like, those that 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 appeal of New York is going to be the same in every single one of these major cities. There's only ever going to be one Genesis city, and that's San Francisco. So, I think. You're you're picturing you're painting New York as some glorious hub, which it is, and there will be certain parts. And there will be certain parts. There will definitely be like the core Manhattan, and there will be certain buildings that will have a tremendous amount of value. A hundred percent. But that's going to be just like it in every other city. For the average player who didn't get there and didn't get on Wall Street, who didn't get Times Square, who didn't get one of those key pieces of, of real estate. Honestly, I go, the rest of New York is just like any other city at that point. Like it doesn't make, there's nothing to me unique about New York, especially when you start tacking on a dozen other cities worldwide. That's just me though. All right. Very good. Um, yeah. We, we derailed your whole New York minute. That's why, I mean, it's (laughs) good dialogue, right? Cause uh, I mean, our audience deserves, you know, multiple views and that's, you know, what we're here for. And that's why we're the property cities that you mentioned, all of their top businesses and buildings all have a presence in New York and not vice versa. So that would be, this is my arguing point to that. And I'm going to, going to move on, um, after that. So our initiatives, we saw on Fifth Ave, we saw a pretty cool Fiat out sale today from Brett Hard G. Gerber, um, sold 761 Fifth Ave for a cool $1,000. So congrats to him on that. That's pretty awesome. And the Little Italy team has been working pretty much tirelessly the last three or four days on a project with a lot of uh, outside collaborative help. So Hold on. Before you get into little Italy, it, you got to stop saying that Brett's hard, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I said hard, the hard G Gerber. <laughs> hard G Gerber. Um, 
So first, I, I have to just shout out all of the people that have helped me in some capacity as we're put together what I'm about to show you. Uh, those people include uh, GeoGebra, Sturz Merlin, MG, and then by proxy hackers um, through Sturz use of his data. Um, we all pulled together to work on a interactive application that is going to hopefully be useful for the upcoming spud wars so let me go ahead and share my screen all right do you guys see my screen so here we have let me just refresh it so you guys can get the whole experience so we have uh the upland map here laid out as you can see i'm over alamo square here um I can scroll in, and when I click on a property, it's going to show me a 30-meter red circle from the center of that property, and it's also going to produce the center dots on all of the neighborhood properties, and hopefully this will aid in the offense and defense of the cell towers. So to our knowledge, the center point has to be included in that red circle so as you can see some are more effective than others like for example if you what? happen to place one on 1081 fulton it would have no effect whatsoever but then if we come over here to 1261 grove you could see that it swallows up five parcels and just barely misses this one here well um, the good thing is the neighborhood north of it tml owns a whole block or is that right your here. no? That's I your block right there. Right no, here. that's ex, that's TML's block right there. Yeah, he owns the whole block. Yeah, that's and most correct. of them, most of them fit, filt, uh, filter apartments. And well, that's across borders. But what's interesting here is you can see of being across the street makes you almost invincible. Yes, that is so, correct. So while it does, like I don't know, can we get one of these stubby ones like that one? That one's really close, right there. That your mouse is over. That one that's like on haze. That's on a corner. Uh, right, right, here. right. The, the one no on the bottom of Hayes down. Yeah, he uh, he's there. Oh, it's on. Yeah, so like even that one. That's I feel like that's as close as that center dot can get to a road, right. and that that does not affect. So unless you had two um, horizontal properties, um, like what about these ones over here, the next block, uh, the two horizontal ones that are right, the tiny ones up top. Going down. to the corner down to the right corner of Hayes and uh, yeah. right here, uh, yeah, Broderick, right there. Yeah, yep. oh, still not enough. Oh, that one's actually very close. close. To, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's interesting. I mean, that's a really powerful piece of information. Essentially, without, I mean, this this is awesome. Kudos uh, to the team for putting this together. This is very nice job, guys. Super cool. I mean, it looks good too. I mean, this is a really clean interface. Um. I mean, it seems pretty – I see you're running at local, um, so I'll be curious yeah, if we're, it's actually hosted. Yeah, we're going to deploy it. I just want to make sure that it's ready for uh, all the visitors. I would definitely uh, – I mean, love, love, love this. Please be sure to put some sort of, like, disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pop gonna, up with it. Because <laughs> it's going to be bad. See, look at that. See my my little A-frame over here. Look at the center. Of, look at the center dot on uh, the bottom left of your screen. 
Wow. Indiana. Yeah, my A property right here. It's shaped like an A below that. One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, your center. Yeah, look at that. Look at how awesome that property is. <laughs> <laughs> like, unbelievable. Like, that is something we do need. I need a video editor. We need a video editor on this podcast so somebody can chop up these videos because we do record all the uh, podcast, not only audio-wise, but we do record the Zoom and the shared screens. And I need somebody to chop up these videos and uh, so we can get them up on YouTube and Parler and uh yeah, or not parlor, but rumble, but yeah, get them up on YouTube and rumble. This is super cool team. Like this is, this is well done. Yeah. Man. Now do we know is the, is the Explorer radius 30 meters as well? So I don't know. And I don't know that anybody does. If anybody does know that for a fact and can prove it, please reach out to me. Cause I would be super interested to hear and see that data. Um, I would, I would imagine that it's close to it, but I think 30 meters still seems a little too small. I think Mm. it might be, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Because like, if you went there, if like, if you moved to Campbell street, those ones across the street would definitely light up. Right. I think it's 50 if I had to guess. Yeah. Cause I mean, that would be interesting as a next, cause how many times like, has there been like contests where you have to like search an area for something? So it'd be good to know just as a reference point, there's yeah. so many useful like things for this from a gamification perspective. Um, yeah, if you could one. modify that. So, oh, oh, so you're not safe across the street. Cause look, the, oh, so this, yeah. Is, yeah. this is a shorter, sh- this is a smaller street. Yeah. Oh, and this was on this one here. Look, that can almost get two. Oh, Oh, wow. This is going to be really exciting. Hopefully they do more of these wars just for minigame fun with no detrimental thing. But... Right. And you know what? Let me just, I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me just shout out to the actual Upland team. The way they responded to the feedback from the community was just phenomenal. um, All of the pivots, I loved all of them, but more so I the respect that they shown to the community by actually taking in their feedback and then applying it and pivoting, I think speaks volumes about the, uh, like who we're, who we're actually dealing with from the, you know, higher ups in Upland. So it's very much appreciated for me. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hats off to them. Yeah. You, you don't get that in a lot of communities, honestly. No. no. They'll just be like, yeah, okay, uh-huh, we heard you. Maybe next time. Like, they've changed significant elements of this. Now, granted, I also must call out, I am a little peeved that the war doesn't even begin until next year. Some shenanigans. Right. I'm, not, I'm not super thrilled about that. Like, I have all this time off of work, and I was looking to really dive into this, and then it's like, oh, January 1st, like, dude, I start work again. Like, I mean, we were promised sandbox mid-December. They did give us sandbox, but they gave us sandbox sandbox. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess technically it is mid-December. But I, I think it kind of had to do with the backlash to the events in itself and, and the changes that they made and what they want to do for the holiday season. And they don't want to get, it. so we'll all come together for the holidays and then we'll just sack punch each other. Uh, come the new year. Sure. Yeah, man. 
I mean, I think it'll be interesting. Hopefully they do some like, uh, like gingerbread houses or something. Also, who the hell picked the colors of these houses? Oh, I don't know. That's, I noticed that too. A colorblind person? One interesting palette and then like six versions of fuck of uh, two seconds face. It shouldn't be that difficult to, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't want to speak for their dev team, but I can't see how it would have been difficult to just give the full hex value options, like all of them. It's whatever. I don't know. Yes, it was very peculiar to me that they picked the colors that they did, the cartoon-like colors, blue but, and pink. And- but once again, it's beta. And <laughs> <laughs> once again, it's beta. It's but just a test. It's like to- six colors of gray, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's one interesting color. And then, like, there's, like, the, a red, the pink. a blue, and then six tans. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Who the hell picked these colors? Yeah, I don't know. That was, yeah, definitely weird. The new guy. Just blame the new guy. (laughs) (laughs) Just blame X1 the gamer. I think he picked the colors. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not attacking the gamer. We're not attacking the gamer. Because for all those, it's not a game. Uh, Okay. So I guess DAP radar is wrong. I guess the fact that the new head of the community is called X1 gamer is wrong. Um, Yeah. Okay, I guess the first part of their slogan, which is play, is wrong. Oh, this, right. this is always going to be in a sensitive spot for you, huh? As a gamer, yeah, it's a sensitive spot. <laughs> you know, yeah, I actually I spoke to uh, X1 today in DM uh, after the Flash Challenge. We had a chance to see that um, this afternoon. I think it was like around 2 p.m. I think mm, you probably the, both were off. The screenshot thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't participate, but I, I'm, I like the, the twist. Format. Yeah, so yeah. I got a chance to uh, chat with him, and he said that he listens to uh, the show and would be looking forward to hearing it tonight, and I promised him that I'd shout him out. So, uh, X1, welcome to the Uplink. Yeah, definitely welcome, X1. And look forward to and we look forward yeah. to having them on the show. Finally yeah. get a gamer's perspective in this. So these- <laughs> I don't know. This is this is dangerous. You got X1 the gamer now in the community. Your girl's gone and you got the house to yourself. I don't know. Just don't come by TML's place later tonight. Oh, yeah, dude. It looks like a Jackson Pollock painting in here. Just <laughs> everywhere. All right, what else you got for us, T? Um, Other than just stand by for the announcement that the app is live, Uh, I will be on Left House and Mars's Christmas special tomorrow, and we have an Upland LI event planned in the very near future. I'll probably have details for that um, next week when we're doing our pre-Christmas event. And other than that... uh, that's all I got for you. I can't wait for tomorrow's collections. Yeah, and in all genuine seriousness, I really hope Little Italy gets a collection nod. That would be super cool. Massive feather in your cap. Like, and I hope it's not a shitty collection. I hope it's a good one. I hope it's like a at least a purple. Yeah. I hope it's a purple. Come on. Like, I'm not saying make it yellow, but don't give right, him a yeah. don't give him oh no no orange orange i think orange little italy orange yeah, yeah give him yeah, orange 720 720 base price and only 500 properties it would be yeah it would be up there i would think yeah so 
0.93 collection bonus. <laughs> 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 you lose. <laughs> you lose value because of it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. That so, got me. I wasn't expecting. That. <laughs> oh, there's an idea for negative neighborhood scores or for poorly. Uh, give them a collection, but negative. You just wouldn't that. add it. You just wouldn't add it to the guys. I can't. I don't know why my score went. Dude, take it out of the collection, you hillbilly. <laughs> Why trailer parks? So once Uh, again, T. Davis live from Little Italy with the New York Minute. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir. We have uh, talked about this a lot lately on the, well, not lately, but on this episode uh, on Friday, December 18th, we do have the Coast to Coast show. Once again, we will do the, uh, the promo for that right here. citizens of Upland. The event you have been waiting for your whole life has finally arrived. On the night of December 18th at 6 p.m. PST, come one, come all and join in our magical Christmas party sleigh and prepare yourself for the most insane Christmas party ride you will ever take ever. The Coast to Coast Christmas, live from the Upland Action News YouTube channel, hosted by Left House and the amazing Mars Utah. The Coast to Coast Christmas party starts at the Left House FM Clay Theater in Upland. Then the party moves to the train station and the party boards the train. Once we get to Fresno, the party train turns around and we head back to San Francisco. And now it's time to head to the airport as we fly to New York City and the party does not stop there. Once we get to New York, we all head to the Apollo Theater for the grand finale. Be prepared to win prizes along the way. NFTs, properties, collections, a poker tournament hosted by Upland Knights for 50K of Upix, live performances, special guest interviews from a Across the metaverse, like members of the Crypto Monkeys, Tribal Books, Upland, special in-flight entertainment, music, and so much more at the Coast to Coast Christmas Party, December 18th. Be there. Absolutely, that's going to be a great time. Very excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, like, I don't know if you can invite it. Like, I have all these, like, Zoom, office, party, nonsense, not doing any of those. This, I will be there, because this is going to be fun. Absolutely. It's going to be a great time in uh, Left House. Uh, they're going to put on a, And I love that you get on a train 45 minutes to San Francisco, or, wait, no, that's not... No. No, 25 to Fresno, I think. 25 to Fresno, 25 yeah. to Fresno. So you get on the party train and then 25 back. So you got 50 <laughs> minutes on the train to Fresno and then you got the 45 minute flight. But really, who in Upland decided that airplanes fly at 10,000 feet coast to coast? That That's just absurd. It's true. Maybe that's all they can afford. <laughs> 10,000 feet, you're wasting 10, a lot of feet. gas. Uh, so... My question is, how many um, visits are there to SFO? Like, because each uh, terminal has a number of, of visits. Right. I, you know, I don't know why. Like, I, does anybody know what the total number of, of allocated visits are in a given day? Or the uh, for the planes, right? Or the, I don't think Terminals. there is on, on, on terminal visits. 
I don't, I didn't think there was on the train. There must be. No, 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 not the, not the train SFO. So when you get back, like, I mean, this is a banging event. If a hundred people try to go to Mm -hmm. SFO, is there going to be enough tickets for everybody? It it did sell out for the last, uh, when the big New York opening, if I remember correctly, that's why we couldn't get little Italy sold out because Mm -hmm. we couldn't get an FSA on a plane to fly there until it reset. So I think that's a very valid point. And we should probably get most people through it before 6 p.m., which would be 12 a.m. UTC, because I know it resets then. But I'll definitely reach out to Mars and Left House on that and make sure that they're keeping that in mind and trying to break that up so that people, I guess, get started earlier so that it it goes through the reset, if that makes sense. It's 80s. I was going to say, there's no big brain people. GeoGebra for the win. You're my dude. Thanks for being here. 87 tickets a day. That's it. Oh, man. Uh, that's that's not bad. That that's bad. That sounds low. That sounds yeah. low. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it could be right, though. I mean, my things only have like one or two visits. Yeah. All right. But yes, we got a couple more things to get to and we're pushing it once again, but that leads us to some other stuff really quick though. Upland fantasy league biggest news from last week. Recurrier who was in 11th place decided to actually show up for the fucking week (laughs) and I will drop my F bomb on my own podcast. Recurrier showed up. I mean, it was a close T Davis and I were texting throughout the, the Monday night game. It was pretty close. And, uh, I had Mark Andrews in the Cleveland defense and Recurrier had Kareem Hunt and Marquise Brown. And I'm like, man, I got this. And it was pretty close. And then all of a sudden the second half came around and Recurrier just shot up there. He decided that he was going to post a league best score of 142 points um, and then beat me 118. So pretty much I choked. If I would have won, I was in the playoffs. It would have been great. I thought I had a great position. I ended up facing the top score in the league for the week. Uh, Nietzscheren took care of uh, June, June 139 to 93, and that was the biggest blowout of the week. Uh, the interesting thing is, is Sparkles, if she would have won, Blakely's boss team who took the loss against T. Davis. T. Davis got another win. Can you believe that? He, yeah, he came through you, three team, wins. Not, I might not lose again. My team is healthy now, but. Yeah, it's fine. So, so three wins. He knocks. He, he needed. He did what I needed him to do, and my team choked because return. I mean, I scored 118 points. So, I mean, that was more than. Uh, so the only people that scored more than me this week was Recurrier, Z Hidalgo, and Nishiran, and I lost. I went up against the top score of the league. So, whatever the case may be, thank me later. Lost to Sunstar. So uh, Sunstar's first. The Sunstar is from Germany, so he really enjoyed playing fantasy football this year. But Dizzy Dog, with his 94.94 win versus Sparkles, 89.54, sneaks into the playoffs with overall points and records. And he just dabbed. That's a dab for you. Thank me later. (laughs) There you go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't have... (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh what am i looking at why is this happening <laughs> no so oh gosh Make it stop. 
So we are into the playoffs in the Fantasy Football League and uh, Upland Fantasy Football League. And you have Z Hidalgo playing China, and you have Dizzy Dog playing Nishirin. And right now, Dizzy's projected to beat Nishirin, and China's projected to beat Z Hidalgo. In the losers bracket, they call it consolation, but we are the losers. Uh, I'm playing Jun Jun, and Blakely's playing Sparkles. And uh, TML, man, you were killing it. You didn't even make the losers bracket. You're just like out. Yeah, all my people died. They didn't die. They were doubtful. I'm I'm doubtful they're still alive because they didn't put up any freaking points. That's for damn sure. They're alive. You just, yeah. Well, with how poor they're playing, maybe they shouldn't be. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Some AI set the team, but the AI was only calibrated apparently for the first five games. Uh, which makes sense because if you had an AI that could calibrate for the entire year ahead of time, uh, it would be worth a lot of money. So then it was up to me to manage the rest, and I have no idea what's happening. So, of course, it fell to shit. <laughs> oh, look. The T. Davis Fan Club logo. The T. Davis Fan Club logos is now officially dropped on the Atomic Hub for wax or dust. Wow. Yes. We're just changing the name of the podcast to the T. Davis Show. It's the T. Nah, Davis nah, nah. Show. T. Davis Show. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the so T. Davis Show. Utah, okay? My gosh. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious, though. <laughs> wow, we, we, we don't even get that. You're making me blush over here, dude. <laughs> that was... Uh... Oh, I see you, man. Now, now, so the sandbox sandbox dropped. So at first, the roadmap of 2020 said that we would have property development this year towards the end of the year. And then it looked like that wasn't going to happen. So they came up with the beta testing and we were going to have this neighborhood war going on. The dates were supposed to be released this week. I don't know if it's factual that because of the backlash from the community about the negativity and all of that, it, that they pushed it off and we're now more focusing on the holidays and the neighborhood war is not starting till the first week of January or what. But I have seen post Ben, Ben posted some pickle porn going on in the panhandle channel on the upland server. <laughs> <laughs> but he said him and some other people have changed their minds about cell towers. Yeah. Yeah. They said that they are going to build cell towers and then offer their property for an increased value. So you can buy it and tear down their cell tower. So, and then, okay. So holding people hostage and blackmailing. Okay. Right. Living and then in a mobile home, despicable and they credited me for this strategy now so now i've become the evil guy of the neighborhood wars because i've planted this idea in their head nice way to go what's next i don't know showers no sorry no moving on (laughs) Uh. so sandbox sandbox it's pretty cool to watch these uh houses pop up sandbox yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, minus the fact that the colors were picked by, I'm not even going to, we won't rehash that. And, and what kind of a, 
apartment complex just goes straight up. I mean, give it some girth. Just, just, just don't make it pencil style. You heard it here. <laughs> Too stupid wants some girth. <laughs> he needs it. I don't need girth. It's just they just put a bunch of pencil style apartments going on. I mean, if you're good working your pencil, that's that's on you. Jeez, old Pete's. Anyway, unless your lady's a scantron, you're going to need more than a pencil. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, the placement, it was pretty smooth. Um, had some minor hiccups to start with. I'll be honest, I think that they pushed it back because they, I don't know if they, like, realized, like, oh, wait, we need to do something for the holidays. And then they were probably like, oh, you know it would be super fun is to have, like, build holiday houses or like, you know, gingerbread houses on the properties and make it really festive and, you know, do a mini game. And then like, Oh, we can't do that if they're at war. And then it's just like, Oh crap. You like, I just think it was probably a planning mishap. Also, you know, the whole like, well, we shouldn't be fighting over the holidays kind of thing. Probably. But that's what families do. They fight over the holidays. You know, you you can't stand your brother-in-law or sister-in-law or actually, I've been very blessed with my in-laws, so I, I'm not going to make stuff no, up there. I'm so thankful that when I visit my family, I'm going to be in quarantine the whole time, and I can just hit them with a six-foot stick. Like, don't you hug me. Get the hell away from me. I'm going to be like Cartman. Like, no. Nah. And just go around and just whack people with a six-foot stick. Like, get no, I'm not hugging you. Like, I love my family, but there's a reason I moved far away several times. I do like the uh, the new twist on – so instead of the Armageddon, um, the – I'm going to say it wrong. Dentant? Detente? What's it called? How do you say it? It's French. It's got to be French. It looks French. Detente, I believe. Thank French? you, Frenchie. It feels French. I'm more offended by that than I was the trailer parks ever. Get that French crap out of here. Unless I want some mustard or fries, some freedom fries. <laughs> <laughs> so so that would be interesting. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, coming up next year in January, we will have uh, Dirk on the show. Uh, and we'll ask him and hold him accountable of how we did not end up with uh, property development and uh, businesses at the end of 2020. Like what... I know they're a very fluid team. They're a small team and they responded really well, but what were the challenges and how did we miss that on, on, on the roadmap? Because we've been excited all year for it. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't like they gave us a bunch of other functionality, right? Like we didn't get team develop. We didn't get the, uh, the squads. What was what it called? Squads. Squads. Yeah. Like, Remember, we got teased. Do you remember months ago we got those uh, squad banner teasers? Yeah. Of, like, the squad logos? Like, okay, cool. I'm okay that you pivoted away from that. But you pivoted away from it promising properties and NFTs in houses by the end of the year. And now we're in a sandbox sandbox, which is cool. If this was October, I would be happy. It's December. I'm... I want to know, you know, I mean, as much of fun and, and, you know, joking we have here, like what's the plan to correct this for 2021? Like 
you got to have expectations being corrected. Cause I mean, what did we get this year? Cause I mean, honestly, after um, challenges, so treasure hunts and then challenges, there hasn't been any new game features that I can think of. And am I, tell me if I'm, if I'm missing something, well, I guess Fiat out, sorry. Fiat out was big. All right, that was huge. Uh, we got the beta for that, but there's still only yeah. a select few of us being able to participate in it. We're showing that it's successful, and uh, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, even that. I mean, that's still having some hiccups. Like, there's, you know, it, nothing like detrimental, but it's not. It's not ready for prime time. Um, there's still some some cleanup, and just like the interfaces and the UX and um, the overall experiences is not as fluid as uh, it, it needs to be for prime time. But you uh, would think even with the <clears throat> with the UI, you would see more based off of the real estate, some more real estate data. I don't know. I, was, I, I thought by now we'd see more like, hey, here's the hot neighborhoods or here's the hot sellers. There's no heat maps. There's no... There's nothing. So I, I still believe in the team and I still believe in the development, but I'm like, man, you promised us a lot to the end of the year and uh, we're still waiting and we're still wanting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they, uh, they spread themselves too thin or like just didn't have, like they, they pivoted too much. Um, and it was just like, you know, cause at that point, like you can be too, uh, fluid and you, you finish 60% of, of 15 ideas, but you never actually bring anything to fruition. Like that's not, that doesn't help. Now that might lead to a very productive 2021, right? If you have all of this stuff that's 80% done and you have squads almost done and you have all these other things almost done. Um, because I mean, I could see they, they probably had to make a major pivot for Fresno like, I mean, I don't want to make excuses for the team, but like, okay, that's fair. Like then you had to bring out, you had to do trains. You had to develop trains probably before you want to, I guess, trains and planes. Um, I mean, as you said, Fresno took them by surprise. The trains took them by surprise. And I don't think they expected how quickly once they threw it out there, the community would go after to unlock Manhattan like that. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and I mean, I guess, you know, if we did a retrospective of the year, which maybe we will do um, on our not like in two weeks, right before the end of the year, maybe we'll get that together and just do like a highlight of uh, 2020. Because I mean, there's only a handful of players in the game that have been around longer than this year. And so 99% of our, you know, probably listeners in the player base is new to Upland in 2020. So having a, a year end recap, um, might be good and it'll give us time to reflect on, okay. Yeah. There was a lot of little things that, that did happen. And, you know, we got little things like badges and stuff, but you like you know, badges. I, I love my badges. You love badges. I mean, you love collections. Yeah, man. I'm a gamer. That's, I mean, achievements, like as a gamer, that's like one of the key things like that. It's again, like that's the difference. Uh, another difference between like a gamer and, um, a crypto person like you guys are like yeah stupid badges whatever collection i'm like this is my life like i have to like 
believe I will do whatever it takes to have those three New York. I don't have the, there's almost no chance that I have any of those three New York collections um, when they unlock, but believe that I have barring some crazy nonsense, like those three chips by the end of the weekend, because like it's, it's important to me. Like it's, it's something I take great pride in is collecting as many badges and chips because as a gamer, that's what we do. You know, if you continue to talk about this, you're really being, you're not helping yourself because sooner or later people are going to raise the bar on you and what they want to help you out for a collection. No, because there's enough, there's enough really good people. Um, and you know what, there's, there's enough generosity in this community. Um, so I, I rely on that and I'm, I'm very, um, and what's the, what's the right word? I'm very grateful and, and, uh, they, they, it's always, I always make it worth people's time. So no, you're not going to make a hundred million upics <laughs> off of me, but you know, well, I'll take care of you. But and then, like, you know, people like T Davis, you know, I'll call in a favor and he's, he's helped me out a couple of times. And I mean, actually probably most of the people listening here have helped me in one way or another to achieve those. And, T. Davis has his own fan club. I mean, there, <laughs> yeah. there's no thank me later fan club. Whoa. There, there, is, there, there most certainly is. Whoa, and it, it, that hurts. And if the foundation of it is right here. So for you to say that is insulting to. Oh, T. Oh, look. Oh, how so, sweet. So that means like Dizzy is like my grandchild support. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. You support T, who supports me. So, by the transitive property, <laughs> Dizzy, you're a fan of me. So. <laughs> He's always and, been a fan of you, and we're and everyone's a fan of Dizzy. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, everybody's a fan of Dizzy. I, I'm just, I'm just watching Nishirin. Nishirin. <laughs> oh well, Nishirin, everyone hates you and thinks you're kind of a turd. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> you feel better now, Niche? <laughs> uh. <laughs> wow. Wow, Chet's getting wild. So, all right, yeah. back to the yeah. focus. <laughs> wow, you guys need to join Chet. There's things that we can't even just repeat on, on air. My goodness, we're going to have to go to the after party here real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yes. So we're working our way through the roadmap. It, it's a little delayed, but if you look at where we were in January 2020 to where we are in December of 2020, I'm still excited about it, still excited for the future. And uh, hopefully the speculations pay off for all of us and we get the businesses start coming in, bigger players, and you get more people like Brett. I can't even do it like you do, TDT. <laughs> Brett, Brett sold the price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think we got the indicators. I think the problem is a lot of people that have been around for a while saw these roadmaps, not hitting the roadmap uh, goals as we wanted to, as, uh, you, you know, as players and, and, you know, members of the community. That's hard um, to kind of, to kind of reconcile. But if you look at the, you know, 
the sales on some of these fiat outs, um, is some of the secondary markets that are happening, uh, the growth in the overall player base. There's a lot of positive indicators um, and, you know, the very active and interactive um, development and leadership team. So, you know, uh, it's there. It, it All of us just wanted to go faster, which is fair. Yeah. T. Davis, you got anything else before we uh, finish this episode? You guys made me blush and and slightly embarrassed me this episode, but I appreciate that. (laughs) There goes Dizzy again with his fan club sign. Yeah. (laughs) I just love that he took the time to make and print that. Like, like, mind blown. I just love it. Um, I can't, I'm really looking for, I just want to shout out for like the third or fourth time, the Mars left house Christmas event tomorrow and thank them for actually, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they included my girlfriend, Chica 86, uh, her train station into the event. So, uh, from both of us, thank you so much. That was super thoughtful and, uh, very much appreciate that. Um, but other than that, no, look for, look for the announcement about the, the spud tool. I haven't come up with a, a clever name for it yet. I was going to go with something like, like cell tower coverage. Cause I know that you have oh, those apps. So easy, dude. Go, let me hear it. What do you got? Spudar. Come on. Spudar. That was a layup and I missed oh, it. Oh man. <laughs> you gotta get down that Spudar, man. Yeah, um, we'll we'll announce on that. We'll be public, and uh, our little Italy um, Christmas event. And other than that, no. Thank you guys again for having me, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. Thank me later. What do you have for our listeners? Uh, as always, upx dot world. Go check it out. Uh, great data uh, to be found and insights to be had. That is, and go to this Christmas party. You're going to miss out. Like everyone's going to be there. It's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah. So make sure you check out the coast to coast uh, Christmas party tomorrow. It's going to be great. You're going to jump on a train, go to Fresno and jump back on the train and return to San Francisco. Uh, That's one of my favorite statements of the whole thing of itself. So please hit, uh, please hit me up in the DMS on discord or hit up the Upex podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you think is the best segments of uh, 2020 on the Upex podcast so we can do the best of 2020. Let us know what clips you want us to put together in a montage so we'll get that together. Once again, we are looking for somebody to be a video editor to get our stuff up on uh, YouTube and Rumble. And make sure that you are subscribing, liking, leaving comments on the podcast, sharing it, following us on Twitter. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. We'll be coming to you on uh, Christmas Eve day. We'll record the day before. And uh, next year, we got some uh, new things coming for you. Uh, we'll have a website up and running. We might have an extra episode for you in, in talks on something because we just can't cover everything in one episode each week now. So uh, we're looking to expand the podcast, having uh, some extra hosts on Uh might be some exciting times working through those details and uh we're looking for maybe even merchandising let us know if you're interested in merchandising of the upix podcast and some cool stuff that we got going on there too so once again uh we're going to lead out with mars utah for the 
Upex podcast theme song. And make sure you're uh, joining us tomorrow night on the Coast to Coast Christmas Tour. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over to moving and shocking.